Welcome to Now I See, a place where people share their eye-opening moments and how it changed the way they see themselves, their world, and their place in it. We hope you'll be encouraged and inspired by the stories you hear and challenged to see things in a whole new way, too. Sit back and enjoy this show that we've prepared especially with you in mind. I'm your host, Kit McCarty. I have always loved getting and giving gifts. I mean, who doesn't like presents? People have been giving and getting gifts since the beginning of time to express love and affection, to show appreciation, or even to curry favor. As much as I like ribbon and bows, gifts are only gifts if there are no strings attached. Especially fun are the gifts given in secret or to people who can't possibly give back because there's no expectation or obligation, only the pure joy of giving and receiving. So this week, as I'm wrapping up the last of my gifts and trying to pick out the right paper and the right amount of it and trying not to tear it and to fold neat corners and not make a mess of the tape and choosing just the right gift tag and looking for just the right spot under the tree, I'm wondering for the umpteenth time, what's the big deal about wrapping paper anyway? Why do we need to conceal a gift we're proud to give? Why can't we just give our gifts and be done with it? I mean, do we really feel the need to create an added sense of anticipation or to make our recipients work a little to receive our gifts? Don't get me wrong. I love beautiful packages and beautiful presentations. Have you ever received a gift that is almost too pretty to unwrap? I have. When a gift is artfully presented, it almost seems a waste to undo all the creativity, careful construction, the time, labor, and sometimes expense of the giver. My daughters wrap the most beautiful gifts. Sometimes it takes them days to do just one. One likes to present her gifts as a designer collection using matching paper, ribbons, bows, glitter, sequins, buttons, fresh cut greenery, or handmade ornaments. The other literally spent hours on a gift tag for each one of us one year when she created, oh, how do I describe this? Remember when you were little kids and the snowflakes we used to make and and we took white typing paper and we folded it over and over and then we used scissors to cut it into unique designs. And when you unfolded it, she had a really cool snowflake. Well, she did this. And when we unfolded the paper, the snowflakes had each of our names cut into them. Like, how in thee? Oh, well, we saved those gift tags and we've hung them on our tree every year since. So beautiful. Such a work of art. Joining my girls and me, Americans spend an estimated $2.6 billion annually on wrapping paper, tissue paper, gift tags, and gift bags. That's more than 4 million tons of paper an estimated 226,800 miles of wrapping paper alone, enough to stretch around the world nine times. Most of it ends up in our landfills. Unless you're one of the people, like me, who reuses gift bags and tissue and repurposes wrapping paper. If you've got a thank you note sent to you and the paper you use to wrap a gift for me, then you know what I mean. Some of my friends even save their used paper for me. Some paper is just too pretty to throw away. Apparently, back in the early 1900s, two brothers, Joyce and Raleigh Hall, 
also liked making their own envelopes with pretty printed papers. They owned a stationery store in Kansas City that sold, among other things, greeting cards, paper and inks for writing letters, construction paper, tissue paper, and heavy brown paper used for lining shelves and wrapping packages. One Christmas, when they had completely sold out their stock of traditional wrapping papers, they substituted the fancy French paper used for lining envelopes. They sold it for 10 cents a sheet. It became so popular for use as gift wrap that two years later they began to design and print their own fancy papers solely for the purpose of wrapping gifts. Their store? Hallmark. And as Paul Harvey would say, and now you know the rest of the story. My husband's family of origin took gift wrapping to a whole new level. They had a little game they would play while opening their gifts. The recipient had to guess what was in the package before it was opened by saying something like, I'm going to wear this, or I'm going to play with this, or I'm going to eat this. As the children grew, parents put marbles or BBs into the box so it would rattle when it was shaken. This was an especially effective way to conceal a gift with no moving parts. Gifts from a department store were wrapped in bags from the hardware store. Small things were put in big boxes or a series of boxes to be opened one after another until you got to the small gift inside. If you were lucky, something big was put in a small box, like a lock for a bike that was hidden in the garage or keys to a new vehicle or something hidden in the shed. One year, my husband boxed and wrapped my own car keys because he had hidden a sewing machine in the trunk of my car. The statute of limitations has probably run out on this, so I feel safe in admitting that one Christmas Eve, my little brother and I snuck downstairs in the middle of the night and opened all of our presents before our parents got up. Fearful that we would be caught and maybe have said toys taken away because we were being naughty, we were careful to peel back just enough paper to reveal the toy inside. My brother got lucky and got a Tonka truck that was completely unwrapped, except for a big plastic red bow taped to the top of the cap. So he actually got to play with his toy a little bit before we decided to wrap things up and put them back under the tree, hopefully where we found them. Apparently we weren't as sneaky as we thought. Maybe our parents noticed that things weren't exactly the way they left them the night before. Or more likely, we were just bad actors and gave it away if we didn't act surprised, or worse, acted too surprised when we opened our toys. Anyway, our parents figured it out and did a much better job of hiding presents in the future. Darn it. Our children and pets have always loved shredding paper and playing in empty boxes. One of my favorite photos is a picture of one of my children sitting in a cardboard box under the brightly lit Christmas tree. All around her are unopened toys, scraps of brightly torn wrapping paper. I think there's a cat hiding under there somewhere, chewing on ribbons or swatting around tree ornaments. I know there's Christmas music playing in the background and the smell of Christmas brunch being set on the decorated table in the next room. But the thing that was bringing my toddler the most joy in that moment was that big brown cardboard box. She would end up eating her Christmas breakfast in that box and watch animated Christmas TV shows all afternoon in that box. I think she even fell asleep in that box, even though it really wasn't big enough to sleep in. It would take days for her to actually notice that there were new toys that came in that box. And when she did notice, she'd take said toys 
put them back in the box and climb in right on top of them and play with them in that box. She still has a fascination with boxes. Maybe in some way we all do, and we find ourselves putting ourselves and others, and maybe even God, in boxes, because that makes us feel more comfortable. Wow, where did that thought come from? I wasn't planning to go there today, but hello, here we are. Maybe we'll come back to that idea some other day. I imagine most of you, dear Now I See listeners, have been to a white elephant gift exchange, where people rebox the gifts they received but don't want on the chance that they'll get to exchange it for someone else's rejected gift that they do want, or at least won't be as awkward as the one they came with. The trick is to make the packaging so appealing that it will be chosen by some unsuspecting someone else and that you won't get stuck taking it home. Again, sometimes the prettiest packages conceal the worst presents. Conversely, some of the most poorly wrapped presents adorn the most precious gifts, Ever try to wrap a new bike? A motorcycle? Boat? House? Yeah, that's a challenge. Unless they arrive in a pretty tin, homemade cookies are pretty hard to wrap. Just throw some cellophane over the top of those bad boys and trot them over to the neighbors, gooey frosting and all. And what parent or grandparent doesn't treasure a gift lovingly crafted or carefully chosen and wrapped by little hands that belong to a child who proudly declares, I do it. I realize presentation is important. It often gives us significant clues about what's concealed within. But as I've pointed out, looks can be deceiving. Now you do know I'm not talking about Christmas presents anymore, right? My packaging tells a lot about me, but it doesn't tell you everything. And if there's anything I've learned, especially since the launch of the Now I See podcast, there's so much more in every story, in every person, that meets the eye. Each of my guests has surprised me with their candor and courage, resilience and fortitude, optimism and generosity. As with our guest last week, Sunitha John of Mending the Soul, the weight that should have crushed my guests made them stronger in myriad marvelous ways. Hence the name, Now I See. The sad reality of life is that people often get judged by their external appearance, their gender, skin color, height, weight, clothes they wear, people they hang out with, how useful they are to society. Of the 8 billion people that now live on our planet, we only really have time to open ourselves up to relatively few and to have them open up to us. It's so much easier and more convenient to sort people like packages by geography, culture, societal norms, politics, and religion. Like my husband's family of origin, people try to shake things up and see if they can guess what's inside. They may already be building narratives about how they'll use us before they even have a chance to find out what's really there. Only a few will ever take the time to carefully peel back the layers to reveal the true gift within. Now, I love a pretty presentation as much as the next person, and I know from my time working as a writer, speaker, and in retail that presentation matters, but I've always been much more interested in the thing within, the thing that has been concealed by all the trappings. If you're like me, then you know what I mean, and that's why you subscribed and listen in on our conversations each week. Finding out what's inside is one of the most compelling reasons why I started this show. 
and why I have interviewed people who aren't particularly famous, who don't have big platforms, and whose lives aren't lived out in order to be seen on the global stage. I guess that would be most of us, and why I'll never run out of people to bring you each week. Most of us are just busy taking care of ourselves and the people around us, our families, friends, neighbors, churches, businesses, and communities right where we are. We're facing challenges and overcoming the obstacles and finding the solutions for problems right in front of us and making a difference right here, right now. The people who are doing that and who are willing to open up and share their stories with me and all of you, those are the gifts I enjoy each week. And I hope you do too. The gifts I hope now you see. They're beautiful gifts all around us. You see, the gift of life we have came from our divine creator. He wrapped it in a box of flesh and bone. The real gift is who we are inside. While the wrapping fades and wrinkles and gets torn up by life, the gift inside just keeps getting better and better with time. Ideally, it continues to grow and change, adapt and evolve. It becomes both stronger and softer, wiser and more curious more open and more focused, freer and more committed. Because of the people, circumstances, times, places, and values you have, there has never been anyone just like you, and there never will be again. It really is amazing, isn't it? That's why we must live each day of our lives, each moment of our days, as though they are a gift, because they are. And because someday our bodies and all the things we get wrapped up in will be torn away. But the gift inside will go on forever. As I close out the show today, I'd like you to see more clearly the importance of the things we can see and those hidden things which are veiled from our eyes. There's a beautiful old Christmas carol that reminds us that Jesus wrapped himself in flesh and dwelt on the earth among the people he loved and came to save. As his life unfolded, he revealed to us the God we as sinners could not see and offered the gifts of forgiveness and reconciliation and the opportunity to live with him forever. The song is Hark the Herald, Angels Sing. The words say, Veiled in flesh the Godhead see, Hail the incarnate deity, pleased as man with men to dwell, Jesus, our Emmanuel. This Christmas, may all the joy and wonder of this season be yours. May you find gifts of all shapes and sizes, some wrapped in glittery paper, tissue, ribbons, and bows, some wrapped in moments of silent reflection and contemplation. Some wrapped in time-honored traditions and some sweet surprises. Some wrapped in ugly Christmas sweaters as you exchange presents at your office or church parties. Some wrapped in your arms and in your love as you celebrate Christmas Day. May you see past all the noise and trappings and see the real gift, the one that stays with you long after the holidays are gone. And most of all, that you may receive the gift offered by the one whose birth we celebrate. Merry Christmas from me, your host, Kit McCarty, and the team at Now I See. We're so glad you were able to join us for today's compelling story. You can find out more about our guest today by reading our show notes or visiting our website, 
N-I-S dot media. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Special thanks to the team at Headset Radio for their technical expertise, and to Becky Salazar for our bumper music. See you next week.